0: Hey, I'm Daryl Ethington, news editor at TechCrunch, and you're joining us on Found, the podcast where we talk to different founders every week. I'm here with my co-host and my ambient noise generation entity, human.
1: Here comes treble, Jordan Crook. Pleasure to be with you. <laughs> you like
0: that? <laughs> i don't know i guess so I, I, no, I was
1: once told by a man that i find very smart that he was told by someone he finds very smart that a pun is the ultimate sign of genius right this sounds familiar you said it I dude <laughs> I, know, I know okay anyway carry on
0: This week we have a great company, a, a very an interesting perspective, I think, too, from a founder, from a tech founder. We're joined by Oleg Stavitsky, who is CEO and co-founder at Endel, and Endel is a company that get ready for this because there's a lot to wrap your head around. They specialize in creating technology with personalized sound environments that are designed to reduce stress increase focus or improve your sleep so targeted emotional outcomes mental health outcomes using personally designed sounds it sounded like a lot and i mean it was a lot right jordan we we got into it what did you think
1: yeah i mean i would say you got into it i i can't i can't lie to our audience like i just don't know that i understand really like not that i'm not capable of understanding but that i don't know that i buy into all this i mean i do think that sometimes very rarely i'm looking for like focus music so that's nice but yeah it all felt like it was taking itself too seriously
0: well i think that's a risk that all of these companies run when they approach a thing like this like we talked about on the episode also psychedelics and we did mood altering substances right and that's they fall into a similar kind of trap or category of like you have to essentially pass this first hurdle of convincing people that you're not just like some kind of foo-foo new age thing. And then you have to convince them that like, not only that, but we're the ones who figured out the best way to do it or to do this effectively or to do it at scale or to do it profitably. Right.
1: I did like that. He talked about being really convicted and like making choices for the user. I think that that's like a pat, like a slippery slope. Right. We talked a lot about how he was like, no, this is how the app is going to look like, We're going to choose the inputs that you give us that determine what you listen to. It's not like plug and play. It's not super customizable beyond what we've built it to be. And like, it is what it is, take it or leave it. And I think that founders can wander down the path of like more toggles, more features, more this, more that, and kind of end up with like a soup of nothingness as a result. So I, I did like that.
0: I think what was really interesting to me was that him and his co-founders come from this very different background whereby they were essentially an artist collective and then were creating these sort of technical experiments, but with like a artistic grounding or creative grounding. And this one just struck as something that seemed to actually work in a way that made sense for venture scale and venture backing. So they not, Yeah. Not traditional founders at all, right?
1: I often think of us as a founder collective. I mean, an artist collective, don't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, just me and you. Just you me mean. and you like and, we're and an Maggie artist and Yashad
1: and Grace. I mean, the Found yeah. Podcast is, in a way, an artist collective.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it, too, on a previous episode about, like, you know having salons and sitting around discussing just kind of like art and inspiration Mm -hmm. that's basically what we do
1: i mean i can't take that term seriously either so that's kind of why i brought it up sarcastically but then you kind of went with it so now i don't know where to go from here maybe we should just go to the episode what do you think
0: let's go to the episode and let listeners decide cool and then listeners when you do decide guess what Give us a call and leave us a message about your decision at 510-936-1618. What do you think about artist collectives? What do you think about Jordan's closed-minded approach (laughs) to the world in general?
1: (laughs) Share your thoughts. I'm I'm closed-minded about a lot, but I'm open to you guys. I want to hear what you have to say.
0: Hey, Oleg, thanks for joining us today.
2: Sure. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's great to be chatting to you about Endel and about your experience as a founder. So can you just start off by giving us and our listeners kind of a high-level overview of what Endel is and, and what the company does?
2: For sure. You know, when I'm asked about what Endel is, I usually say, this is a technology that was built to help you focus, relax, and sleep. That's it. Now, the way we do that is a little bit more complicated than that. The way we do it is we procedurally generate a soundscape in real time on the spot on the device personalized to you based on a number of inputs that we collect about the user so we collect information like the time of day the weather your location your movement your heart rate we plug all of this data into our algorithm and it creates a soundscape in real time personalized to you that's what we do
0: that's super cool so like I have a few questions about that right off the bat. Like, does it ever surprise you with what it comes up with? Or do you kind of know generally, you know, what the sounds are going to be like or whatever? Or is there ever a time where the soundscape it produces is like, wow, I did not expect that to come out of the algorithm we created?
2: There's a lot of surprises that come out of it during the production process, especially when we're working with some artists. And I'm I'm sure we're going to be touching on that a little bit going forward. But the end result actually should not surprise you because you know when we're talking an endel is a functional tool right like at the end of the day you go to endel to achieve a certain cognitive state and especially when we're talking about concentration and focus there should be no surprises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want anything that's like jarring, right? Because it's it's going to achieve the opposite effect, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: What are the inputs again? Like what is it learning about me when I ask it for a soundscape? Like what is it taking
2: from me? It's taking in your location, the weather, your heart rate, and your movement currently, and we're working on adding some New inputs as well.
0: Ooh, uh, do you want to tease some of those? It sounded like that was like the secret sauce, like these new inputs. You you made a little. uh, The viewers can't see this, but Oleg smiled in a conspiratorial manner. (laughs) Mm, Very secretive smile.
1: Very evil genius.
2: I (laughs) no no nothing creepy, nothing creepy. But like, I can give you one example: is we're working on calendar inputs. Right, so that we can personalize the soundscape and proactively suggest the soundscape based on, you know, how your day is looking like or how your day went. Like like imagine coming back home and you had like ten meetings and you just spend an hour in traffic our algorithm goes like okay here's what you need to be hearing right now
0: that sounds wonderful actually based on some heavy meeting days i've had i would i would appreciate that
1: yeah right <laughs> Daryl, is it ever like heavy metal is it ever just like you need to be screamed at like you just need like rah, like screamo because i feel like sometimes that's what i need after a 10
2: meeting day well actually you know i mean all of our soundscapes currently are ambient soundscapes, and like we we started with ambient just simply because you know like you cannot possibly hate ambient. It's like the most neutral thing ever, right? Like it's like spa music. Well, yeah, I, I don't really like that comparison. Yeah, because ambient mm-hmm. is more, I would say, neutral. You know, it's spa music has this. Very weird new age connotations that I'm trying to avoid.
1: Whales squealing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. But we're going into techno. Like, you know, we recently did this techno soundscape as well. So we are going into different genres now. Like, we're opening that door. So, Oleg,
1: I had this startup idea, which you're totally able to steal if you want. It's up for grabs. And if not you, then dibs to the listeners. But the idea was like, if you ever, you know, when you're like walking down the street and you're listening to a song and it just like hits you, right? Like the weather's perfect. The street you're walking down is perfect. Like the lyrics, the music, like it all just like comes together in a wonderful moment. So you could like drop that. Right. And then anyone else on the app, when they were in those exact circumstances, so like summer, 10 a.m., same weather, whatever, it'd be like, Jordan dropped this song for you like get in that headspace and so there'd just be like these little song drops all over the the world of like the time place the weather and all these different factors that come together so go ahead oleg just run with it it's like an
0: incidental (laughs) geocache that is that is musical in nature but
1: exactly
0: it it sounds like it would probably require like full monitoring of your biometrics or whatever to truly replicate and then
1: and like insane amount of scale and then like there's also no way to monetize it and And then then also it costs an extraordinary amount because of the music licensing so
0: 0.03 percent or whatever like it's like two people right yeah yeah but i mean it's very passive totally totally venture backable yeah
1: no i think that i could walk into sequoia right now and they'd be like listen
0: you're gonna grow like wildfire (laughs) <laughs> but I mean I, that 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 does lead to a question of kind of like how did like oh like how did you come up with this to begin with and how did you say like this is something that I think works at the kind of scale where we need to make it like a true tech startup and and go develop it that way.
2: I'm a huge ambient music nerd, you can say. Like I'm a huge Brian Eno fan. Like I used to work listening to Brian Eno's music for airports and discrete music all the time. And then I just had this idea, okay, but you know, but if, like the joke is that I, I have like a record player, so I listen to music on vinyl and it's just, I got tired of like turning <laughs> Turning the, the, the record. Because that it's is like, really sh-
0: annoying. I recently like tried again vinyl, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I have to go manually." <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just not going to continue playing. Rather, right? like you're like, "Oh goddamn!" Uh, but then, I'm so so, lazy. So, uh, yeah, it's like, but it's like it's very short. You know, like this, like one side is like only like what 40 minutes. I know, yeah.
1: but like back in the day, they used to watch TV, and they had like four channels, and commercials were like seven minutes long. And if they didn't like what they were watching, like they had to hate it bad enough to get up and like yeah. click, click.
2: <laughs> Manually, <laughs> like, like I'm just switch. saying we're generally yeah.
1: getting lazier and I think that's a fact. I don't think that there's any argument.
2: That is very true. Yeah, like uh, that is very true. And then I was like okay, but what if You know, this thing was just a perpetual ambient soundscape. And that has everything to do with Brian Eno's ideas of self-evolving and perpetually evolving compositions. Like he's been talking about this since forever. Basically, I was like, okay, I want to build this. And I also want this to be functional. I want this to help people achieve a certain cognitive state. And then we started digging into the neuroscience of how sound affects our cognitive state. And I found this Russian physicist who wrote a book called The Physics and Anatomy of Music. And I like vividly remember having a call with him. And I said, look, can you help us design this thing? Like, what's the neuroscience behind that? And the first thing he said was, It has to be personalized. Like, it cannot be one song, one track, one playlist for any situation. Like, it needs to be personalized. And that's when we started digging into personalization and, you know, what affects your current cognitive state, like, and and things like this.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see the YouTube channels or whatever, right? Like, you see, like, coffee shop music for grainy days or whatever, the ones... And they're very popular, very popular, right? But they're not as many as there are and i suppose you can go find one to try to suit your taste like it doesn't that still escapes that level of personalization of like this is like specifically made for you is not present in any of those things right or even in spotify playlists or whatever any anything like that right so the the true carrot is that real personalization
2: right? for sure yeah like you know i'm not blind to the fact that there's tons of alternatives free and semi-free to this, right? Like there's tons of those YouTube videos. There's a lot of playlists. And like, obviously I, uh, part of the motivation to build this when was when I was looking at like the, the growth of those playlists, right? Like the, the consumption of those functional playlists just tripled over the last few years. So people are consuming their content as crazy. And what I like to say is basically, essentially what people are doing is they're self-medicating with sound you know, because the world is so crazy. Like we live in this crazy world right now and uh, people are turning to sound because it's the easiest way to control your environment. Like you just put your headphones on, you play some music and immediately your environment has changed. So people are trying to control their environment by playing, you know, various playlists. And here's us coming in and saying, Hey, there's a better way of doing this. You know, there is a scientifically engineered personalized version of what you're listening to right now and that's endo
0: yeah and it can maximize the efficacy of what you're trying to do and that i mean that's very appealing even because you know i only recently realized there was sort of like the effect that it has on my affect right like music generally like i think for a long time, my musical tastes have really evolved, I would say, in the past couple of years. And maybe that's just kind of a general social trend as we've seen stuff like the pandemic and whatever, applying pressure and stress. But like, I remember growing up, I always liked sort of like sad indie music, like just like, you know, singer-songwriters and acoustic guitar and... And just despair.
1: Just yeah, despair, despair all around. despair. Pretty low-key
0: yeah. stuff, right? And it was only like very recently that I was like, wait a minute, I think this is making me really sad also. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I should change that input if I want a different output. Right. And, and I I don't think I'm unique. I think it's just like, there's a, there is a general trend towards that and towards the realization of that as other factors seem more and more out of our control. This one is at least, you know, becomes more and more in control or more obviously in control. Right. But I don't know if you saw that in in kind of your work developing this app.
2: Well, yeah, the the way I'm thinking about this, like sometimes you want to be sad, like you want to feel those feelings. Right. right? But like, you know, what we're saying with Endel is just it's it's a new it's a new format it's a new format Mm. like you want to listen to a specific song or an album you go and listen to that and we're never going to we're not trying to compete with that actually but what we're saying is, if you when you're trying to achieve a certain cognitive state there's a better way of doing this and it's and and it needs to be personalized it needs to be adaptive to you and that's that's what we're building but we're never never ever trying to compete with you know the actual music and even with the stuff that we're doing right now, lately, you know, we realize that there needs to be a human being behind, There's, there always needs to be a human being behind the algorithm. So that's why we're working with all of those artists. And, you know, one of the co-founders of Endo is a neoclassical composer in the first place. Right? So there was always a human being behind the algorithm in our case.
1: How much control does a user have, right? Like, so you have these inputs that are like there, period, right but then can i go in and be like okay you know that i had 12 meetings today you know that i was in 2 hours of traffic you know it's raining but i also like just got dumped can i go in and just like put a sad face and just be like i still want it ambient and i still want to fall asleep but like i kind of want to feel a little sad as i fall asleep <laughs> you know like can you yeah how much is manual
2: currently 0 manual input into the product currently we're like trust us
0: yeah yeah well and and that's the thing that you often hear about product development in general right is like users think they know what they want but they often don't have no idea or they know adjacent to what they want but not quite what they want right
1: and it's impossible to give them choices because once you do you're like okay well here's three and they're like why aren't there enough choices and then you give them 10 (laughs) and they're like i can't decide you know it's like impossible to figure out like what the right number is
2: Like, I mean, if you look at the app right now, it's very, very minimalistic. It's like this black and white thing. It has this procedurally generated visuals. It's basically, but at the end of the day, it's like a four button app. We just say, hey, I want to focus now or I want to sleep now. And that's it. And then it's just like, we designed it like this. We don't want to turn this into like this massive settings page where you're like, yeah, I want to sleep, but I want it to be a little bit more upbeat, and you know what? Actually, add a little bit of an EDM to that. Like, no, you trust us, and it's this mysterious black and white artistic thing. It's almost like an art object, and I'm actually, I mean, a lot of work went into that in in a way we're designing Endel, and it's very different from everything else out there. And sometimes we're even hurting ourselves I would say with this because we're very particular on how it looks and it looks weird and and minimalistic and and different from everything else but we want it like this and we want it to feel weird and a little bit of a a little bit mysterious so like having like 10 settings in there is not what we want to be.
1: So Oleg we just met so I just want to that I'm a grain of salt what I'm about to say with that because I don't know you at all but you do seem like a very particular person. Like you know exactly what you want something to be and like that is how it shall be. And I'm curious like how you, maybe I'm wrong on that. So tell me if I am, but how do you get user feedback? Like how do you think about like making sure you have other people's perspectives in and around you and your team? Or do you not?
2: First thing to know, there's like, six co-founders actually at Randall. it's just me it's a collective of people there's the art director he's a co-founder and he's a contemporary artist and then there's this dimitri who is the neoclassical classical composer who is our sound designer and a composer he's also a co-founder so there's six of us and we're, we're this artistic collective the way we see ourselves like we're not the typical tech startup founders i would say and that's one thing and we've had like we've had some really hard time, you know, implementing data into our product development <laughs> process. Cause like when we started having like a data team and the data team comes and they're like, "Look, well guys, like we appreciate the artistic approach, but like what you're doing here, just does not resonate with a lot of people. And we're like, oh, <laughs> okay. <And> especially like-, <laughs> and we're we're like go go away. Our,
0: We made a mistake yeah. hiring a data team.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> But so what we're trying to do right now is, and this is not our first project, like before that we've been doing kids apps. Actually, we did this company called Bubble, B-U-B-L, which was a series of digital art for kids apps. Also very abstract. Also not your average kids apps, like no funny characters, no nothing like, almost like Kandinsky's paintings that came to life. Mm -hmm. And we were also very particular about that. And then, so we transitioned into Endel, the six of us, you know, we sold that company and then we, we we had an exit and then we transitioned to Endel and we started this as an art project essentially. But then we saw some initial traction and we were like, holy shit, like this is an art project that is turning into a business. And then we went through Techstars Music, acceleration program, and that further accelerated our growth. And like, next thing you know, like Amazon is investing in you. So we're like, <laughs> What's <is> going on? <laughs> and so we, we, so I cannot say that we completely ignore data. So We're trying to be data-informed, not data-driven, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, we, we appreciate data and we, we appreciate mm-hmm. external input, but we're also very particular and we're saying no to a lot of stuff, even though on paper it makes sense for us to, you know, like turn Antil into this colorful sunset type of an app and just stop being this minimalistic black and white thing, but it's just who we are. And, you know, we've been the launch partner for Apple Watch Series 5. And so we've been working like directly with Apple marketing department because because we were featured on apple.com. And they were like, they called us and they were like, hey, appreciate the design, like very beautiful, black and white, love it. But it's like considering our design of apple.com, we're like, will you consider adding some color to that? And we're like, no. It's gonna be black and white, sorry. Nice. And they are like, cool, okay, had to ask. You know, we respect that, like, had to ask. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just who we are.
0: If you're listening to Found, you're probably already super interested in startups and the overall startup ecosystem. So we've got a great deal for you. We're gonna offer you 50% off Either a one year or a two year subscription to ExtraCrunch. ExtraCrunch is TechCrunch's premium product offering. And when you go there, you'll get deep dive interviews with some of the top founders in the industry. You'll get market maps on specific verticals and some of the most exciting areas of growth in startup land. You'll also get uh, surveys of some of the top VCs in different areas, including different geographies. So you can subscribe to ExtraCrunch at extracrunch.com. That's probably the easiest way. Or if you're already on TechCrunch, follow the links for ExtraCrunch and you'll get a prompt to subscribe and then just enter that code that's found, the name of this podcast during checkout, and you'll get 50% off on either a one-year or a two-year subscription.
2: I've seen huge businesses built by people who really do not care about what, what they're building. They're like, look, the market needs this. Like the research says that we need that. And so we've A, B tested like a hundred icons and that icon clicks past and that screenshot, like in that text, like this is what we should be having. So this is the product and it's completely data-driven. And I respect that. I just like, I, I wish I was able to do that, honestly. I wish I've had a little bit of that, but it's just like, uh, it's just not how I'm wired. I'm, I'm like, but no, I feel it needs to be this actually. And that's, and that's what we're doing like yeah
0: if everybody did the former like it's not it doesn't work right like it's not sustainable for everyone to do the former anyway right so like the fact that there are even some people like you doing the latter is awesome and and lifts up the whole ecosystem right because then you then you get some of that back into the more sort of mainstream approaches and hopefully the cycle comes around again right and people start valuing more sort of like the artistic the human aspects of things but i knew that you'd worked on the kids stuff before but i didn't know that that the whole thing was sort of from this artist collective approach right i assumed there was more of a balance of technologists or traditional sort of startup founders. So, but it's interesting that you then found your way, like you said, to Amazon as a as a funder, and then also to TechStars too, right? Like you you went through TechStars, and what was that like? Was there a lot of was there conflict in that experience too? Since you had this sort of non traditional background going into a more traditional accelerator?
2: No, we were like very lucky because we went through mm-hmm. TechStars Music in LA. And Bob Moss, who runs Techstars Music, he was in Berlin, and I, I, I applied almost by accident, actually. I was applying for something <laughs> else, and I like saw a banner, like clicked that banner, and the application process was li- literally like three lines. Like, what are you doing? Why is this important? And you know, do you have a product to show? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I get an email from Bob saying, hey, I'm going to be in Berlin. Like, do you want to meet?
0: <laughs> you were like, oh, I thought I was just answering a survey and it was the, ac- yeah. the application for it. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I go in and then Bob just looks at the product. And because like, we're so particular, like this prototype was like very, very, very polished. And he was like, this is interesting. You guys are weird, but this is interesting. And... <laughs> So we we started going through the almost unwillingly going through this application process and then and then he called me and he's like come to LA. So the six of us went to LA and it was the best thing ever really seriously. It was so hmm. helpful like I've seen so many acceleration programs doing nothing for entrepreneurs but they that yep. was like completely the opposite because like the amount of relevant people that I've met like I went to LA like knowing just having like a couple friends there three months later you know I know people from like you know like head of customer experience at Sonos ended up investing in us you know Amazon ended up investing in us three months later and we're like yeah so that's Techstars music specifically for you.
0: You mentioned the partnerships too and you have some really big name partnerships right like with Grimes just to name one but like how did those come about? Was that also through the thing? Because there's a lot of LA introductions, I imagine, for the artists. Or how did, how did you get your, your first kind of artist
2: deals? Well, I mean, I'm still in touch with some of the people I met through the program, even though that happened in 2018. But Grimes specifically, actually, it was just... So, like, from the very beginning, we were like, okay, we build this algorithm. And the way this algorithm works is we create this library of stems, a tiny little sounds, right? And then the algorithm basically... Fix the right stems from the library, depending on what the inputs are, like splices them together, overlays them with some post-processing effects, and that process is just happening in real time, and it sort of drops certain stems, brings in new stems, depending on what your heart rate is, for example. And we were always like, okay, but what would happen if we were to take uh, stems from another artist and feed those stems into the algorithm? What would that be? And so we've always had that idea, but we were just building our own thing. And then just, you know, Grimes basically approached us and she was like, hey, I'm a fan, I'm a user. I'm using Andal for sleep. So why don't we do something together? We're like, great, we have a project for you. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so AI Lullaby was born. And, the, and AI Lullaby turned into this massive success with like the New York Times music cover story and everything and we were like, what is going on? That is now part of our strategy, basically, a big part of our strategy like collaborating with artists on this personalized real-time soundscapes, like turning their music, their work, into functional soundscapes.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got Plastic Man as well and Alan Watts, I think, is the other big major partner. How did partner. it feel, though, to get an
1: email or whatever, text, whatever you got from Grimes being like, yo, a handwritten postcard. I'm a- Yeah, I'm a massive (laughs) fan of yours, and I want to work with you. I would be like sh** my pants. Did you sh** your pants?
2: I did not. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did you do though?
2: We were like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, Grimes, it's Grimes is great. (laughs) Let's do it. I mean, honestly, (laughs) at this point, because there was just already so much magic happening with Endel. We honestly, and you know, I mean, this is not my first company, right? And, and not even my second company, but this is the first time I'm seeing a business growing like this. And at some point, there's just so much stuff going on that you don't even have the time to process the things that are happening with you. And just the way my brain works, it just happens retrospectively. Like at the end, I would just be going, you know, on the street and then suddenly I would just realize what exactly is happening like we're working holy like we're working with grimes and amazon is investing and this company like there's hundreds of thousands of people that are using us daily and is you're like you would start crying
0: it's not so you see individually right it's only an aggregate it's only in those few times when you get to actually step back and you're like oh wait like piecemeal we've built this huge thing and it's actually reaching far and wide right like you, you have partnerships I didn't, we didn't even talk about your integrations yet, but like the partnership with ANA or like the automotive stuff, like uh, that is another question I have is just kind of, cause you talked about being very specific and intentional with the design of the app and the app experience. Right. But then you have these more sort of like space inhabiting or, or, or like vehicle integrations or whatever. So at what point does it become less important for you to have that UI touchpoint that user interface relationship with the user and more be like well we're the technology powering how these other companies want to sort of deliver this right like is well, how do you think about those when you start getting into those kinds of partnerships
2: so it was there from day one actually the whole b2b approach and all of those partnerships were there from day one but again the way they they are envisioned and the way we're doing all of these collaborations, it's always very obvious for the end user that this is an Endel experience they're interacting with. We're never white labeling our technology to a third party. And the reason that B2B strategy was there from day one has everything to do with the big vision for Endel. Because Endel is envisioned as this ever-present, always-on soundscape that is always there with you. Right, like that's how i'm that is my dream my dream is you wake up you press play and that you just that that soundscape starts playing and it just follows you everywhere like you're in the Mm. car it adapts to the traffic situation you're at work and it adapts to the amount of people around you the amount of conversations happening around you the the schedule that you have for this day then you get back home and it's like obviously prepares you for you know your sleep session and stuff like that so i I really want sound to follow you everywhere that you go. So in that sense, all of those B2B collaborations, they were there from day one.
0: I mean, that sounds very appealing actually, like, especially because I think now about sort of manual interaction, again, it's not a perfect equivalent because like you said, you don't think you're competing necessarily with sort of like traditional music, but like when you're, Using that, and I think a lot of people you know especially when they're working from home or even at the office you know using headphones or whatever, like try to kind of like soundtrack their day, but there's often times where you're just like oh i can't I need to focus so I need to stop this now or like there's times when the experience is imperfect, and you you have to kind of manually inter- intervene, but your vision is like no, this is truly continuous, and it will kind of adapt to those needs as they arise,
2: yes. The end game for me, like currently, you know, you have to go into the app or whatever, like you start handling your Alexa and you proactively say, Hey, I want to focus right now. The end game for me is you don't have to do that. You just, you know, again, as I said, you just press play. And because we understand so much about the context of your day, you know, like we're, I want, I like to say like one of the few companies that collect all of the data about you, but not to serve you ads to actually make your life better yeah. because we need to understand the context of your day. And yeah, the end game for me is just us adapting to whatever is happening in your life, be it in a car, you know, at your home, at work. And, you know, I like to do that sometimes myself. Like, you know, I turn on transparency mode for my AirPods yep. and I just play Endel at this very, very like barely audible level and I just go about my day. And I call it like micro dosing on Endel because it's always there, <laughs> but like you can barely hear that. Yeah, And uh, yeah, that's 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 how I'm thinking about Endel.
0: Cool. That was another thing I wanted to ask you, actually, because as we've been talking about this the whole time, I was thinking about kind of the recent trend in psychoactives. Right. And there's a, there's a real kind of like return to like, oh, well, we sh- there's a there's a place for psychoactives, especially used in minimal amounts or in, in microdosing yeah. in terms of managing your, your mental health or your your health generally, right? So how do you see Endel in that context? Do you see it as kind of more similar to that maybe than than to traditional music? Or what do you think about it?
2: <laughs> that's a, that's a good question.
0: <laughs> if you, even if you say yes, you're not going to get medically regulated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's a higher bar than that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if we're talking about like the general psychedelic view of the world that i have yes and though and microdosing on psychedelics is somewhat similar in the sense that you're 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 kind of using an external simulation to achieve a certain cognitive state and sort of be present and add a little bit of magic into your life in that sense yes those things are similar but yeah i mean no actually now I'm, now that i'm thinking about this maybe maybe they are similar maybe hmm. they are part of like one world view that i have you know in 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 my world microdosing on on Andal and microdosing on psychedelics are similar tools <laughs> to 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 be present you know to to feel a little bit of magic in your life yeah no i
0: think there's a continuum of those and you know per- perhaps like yeah, actual substance like psychoactives is is like maybe one extreme edge of that spectrum but it seems like increasingly like we were talking about earlier like people just want to be more intentional about inputs that they make use of in order to to alter their state right and it's not about like it's not like the old version, I guess, which was, which was more like, well, yeah, go out and get smashed, like get yeah, <laughs> get yeah, drunk or yeah. whatever, right? It's, it's something different, but it can involve a whole lot of different types of stimuli. And I think like the auditory one definitely makes sense, right? I mean, this is maybe a bit further afield that I think could require a bit more inquiry, but like written word too, right? Like I used to be an avid reader, obviously is like a master's degree, right? But like now I'm, I fell off and then I was more focused on just news, 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 and now I'm kind mm-hmm. of trying trying to evolve that and like maybe I need some micro fiction and like how do I kind of deliver that in order to like achieve the desired sort of mental state right so I think there's I think there's a whole spectrum of things that you can include in that category I just think it's it's really interesting to see it kind of evolve now and for people to provide it with good attention and focus especially in the tech world
2: no yeah I mean honestly generally I think we we're living in a beautiful world and I think <laughs> no I I have a very positive view of everything that's happening, I mean, not everything, but for a lot of things that are are happening to us. And I think, yeah, I think the work that we're doing with Endel and the stuff that's happening with psychedelics and just generally, a lot of the initiatives are are are, going to get us into a good place like that's that's just generally how i'm feeling about the world that we live in
0: back to your founder collective like have you always been very aligned kind of in your thinking about what the technology you're developing should do and and what it should bring to the world or has there because with especially with such a large group like how do you handle kind of disagreements and how i want to know about
1: that too it sounds like six people agreeing on something seems difficult
2: you know all i can say is i'm just very very lucky I I met those people about what I want to say I've assembled them almost like, you know, Avengers (laughs) (laughs) about eight years ago, nine years ago. That happened around that that kids apps project and we just clicked. I don't know. It's just magic. You know, it just happens. And I know it's very, very rare and I I treasure it. And it's just, it just happened like this that, you know, we, we, we just understand each other. And obviously, you know, we've been through all sorts of stuff by now we've been through a situation where we literally literally had like no money at all just crapping by then we've been through an exit situation now we've been through a situation where we're working on this fast-growing company that has like some tier a investors uh, investing in us so and we just i don't know we're, we're like a, almost like a family you know it's just mm. very rare and I'm, I'm very much aware that it's just yeah, we were just very lucky, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it sounds like you're all uh, aligned in terms of the incentives and motivations, which might be very different if you had like although maybe you do have somebody like this, but if you had somebody who is much more traditionally like a, you know, growth hacking technologist or something that might introduce some friction, but you don't have anybody like that in the collective? Is there one is there one person who's like this is the business person? Or is that is that you?
2: <laughs> I <I'm, laughs> you would be surprised, but actually I am the business
0: person yeah and i can i can
2: i can wear a business hat like look i mean i'm doing all of the fundraising like and i'm yeah i'm I'm dealing with that part of things but i'm just not letting that kind of you know take me away from this magic view of the world as well and we we have a a chief data officer who's also a co-founder and who is also very you know Numbers driven, but he also somehow balances that in his life. Hmm. And yeah, we have a CTO who is obviously a, a very talented engineer. And he also somehow, you know, balances that very particular engineering view of the world and, and, and what we're doing. So I don't know, we just, you know, all of us somehow have learned to listen to each other. Mm-hmm. And that is just very important and have learned to to just work as a collective because you know the ownership is split evenly across all six co-founders is just makes just the dynamic of the group is is very very healthy
0: it sounds like you should like create a, a model for society to follow <laughs> just like that's <laughs> just that's, but write, write a business book <laughs> and then be like look just do everything this way it's going to work out <laughs>
2: God, I wish. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's just like a huge responsibility. Like I'm not sure I'm yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> all right, all
0: right. We won't put that on your shoulders. But yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. let me deal with Andel first, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's. I mean, I think that we're just about out of time. But it's been it's been great talking to you, and I think it just talking to you has made me want to use the app even more. So I'm super excited about the app.
1: I can't wait to see Daryl's mood change as well. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, she'll, so will sad music
0: she'll be the best you'll have to take you'll have to start a diary and you'll just have to like take your diary
1: daryl <laughs> smiled twice today and it wasn't in ridicule of others. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly i'll become a kinder gentler person thanks to you all thanks a lot i appreciate it you're
2: yeah. changing my okay. life yeah, Jordan. Yeah, let me know how it goes with
1: that. I will. I will. I'll reach out to you directly via postcard.
2: Yeah, please. Thanks.
0: All right. So that was our conversation with Oleg from Endel. And Jordan, what did you think? Are you a believer?
1: No, I, but.
0: Right because we have recorded, we had recorded the intro the, before yes, so, so you already,
1: already... I don't want to waffle at this point you're you, like what if I was like oh yeah no I get it no I like don't at all but I applaud the bravery it takes to build a consumer facing app at this point I also applaud the courage it takes to take on like a Spotify and Pandora and kind of the ecosystem at large I think that there are people I know in my universe that would get a lot of value out of this app and this product it's just not me but yeah, that's kind of where I stand on Endel.
0: Yeah. Oleg's great. I love the stick to of it. I like the approach where they had a very specific perspective on the design and received a lot of feedback that they should change it for more general market palatability and resisted those those urges. And as a result, won like some pretty good industry plaudits and like awards like the Apple design Award or whatever. So
1: I would love to explore this more with you in our future episodes, which is like... How do you decide like, to thine own self be true and like follow your own North Star, but then also do be open to feedback? Because I feel like there are a lot of people who have been on our show who have remained convicted in what they believe in and they've gone for it and they've been rewarded. But I feel like outside influence is always good, right? Like You want to hear more from users and learn more from investors and learn from the ecosystem at large. So I'd, that's something I'd like to put on our thinking list slash to-do list, Daryl.
0: Yeah, I will offer a suggestion that you should be a uh, opportunistic omnivore in your feedback. Collect it all, treat it all as opportunity, huddle it into your little burrow, and then you get to choose what you want and then discard. That's a nice start I'm place. also a hoarder of actual physical objects so don't trust my advice yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) but that's a nice starting place i mean i definitely want to hear from people other than you i feel like i i pretty much know what you're thinking at any given moment so yeah let's let's get some other people involved i'm gonna be an opportunistic omnivore about it and i'm gonna try to get more people in on that question
0: yeah and let us know send us feedback send us an email leave us a voicemail 510-936-1618 how do you take feedback but also stay true to yourself where do you draw the line let us know Found is hosted by myself, TechCrunch News Editor Daryl Etherington, and TechCrunch Managing Editor Jordan Crook. We are produced by Ishad Kulkarni and edited by Grace Mendenhall. And Maggie Stamets is our associate producer. TechCrunch's audio products are managed by Henry Pickovit. Our guest this week was Oleg Stavitsky, co-founder and CEO at Endel. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter at twitter.com slash found. You can also email us at found at and you can call us and leave a voicemail at 510-936-1618. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week.